You are now tuned in to the AddictedToSuccess.com podcast, where geniuses, entrepreneurs, and next-level game-changers share their juicy little secrets on achieving massive success. This is the advice you wish you heard years ago. Be prepared and take note as we expose the realness and the raw of what it takes to be successful on AddictedToSuccess.com. So, ladies and gentlemen, we have the best-selling author, ex-hedge fund manager and self-made multi-millionaire trader, Timothy Sykes, on the uh, end of the line here. Timothy, what's happening, man? Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, I think it's been like six months uh, since we spoke last. And, you know, between now and uh, and back then, it uh, it looks like you've had massive growth, man. It's, it's crazy uh, how much you've grown since then. Yeah, financial financial growth and weight growth growth. I think I've gained fifty pounds and I've made like five or six million bucks. <laughs> oh no, it can do it to you, man. It's all that you gotta lay off that caviar, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I I you know, it's it's more just like my crazy schedule. Like everybody uh everybody wants me, so I have to do a better job at, at managing my time. Oh man, that comes with success, right? You gotta get good at saying no to things. It's it's a good problem to have, but you know when when Fox, CNN, and and these new TV shows are are uh, asking for me, I have a problem saying no. Yeah, fair enough, man. So let's uh, let's take it back a little bit. So I mean, you've got all this success right now. We see you making. I think you're on like four million so far. You went from something like twelve thousand to now four million, which is crazy. Uh, but if we take it back a little bit, like how did that all start? Where where did it all begin? Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, four point one million now in trading profits, and and then just you know more profits uh, by teaching people and, and having millionaire students. But it all started with just my bar mitzvah gift money when I was in high school. Uh, my parents gave me control of roughly twelve thousand dollars, and they said, "Here, you know, have fun with it." And they literally thought that I would lose everything. They thought that it would be tough love. Um, <laughs> and instead, uh, this was senior year of high school. I, I made basically a, a little over a hundred thousand dollars. Uh, and then freshman year, I made about $700,000 and it was like, whoa, wait a minute. Cause I'm from a middle-class background. This was a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I mean, six figures, like were you just, just getting started and you're already on six figures, which is amazing, man. I mean, do you, do you believe that saying of, uh, you know, you've got to have money to make money? Um, you know, I mean, no, I, I was in the right place at the right time. This was 1999. So the, the markets were going crazy, but you know, now I now that I teach the exact patterns that made me rich. You know, several of my students, uh, Tim Grutani has now turned fifteen hundred into uh, two point one million in four years. Uh, I have a new new student who's based in Tajikistan, Azimjan. Uh, you know, he's taking twenty two hundred and he's closing in on three hundred thousand. So there is just huge potential growth, even if you have just a few thousand dollars to your name, if you have the right strategy, if you have the right rules, and and ideally a mentor. You know, I didn't have any mentor. When I was first starting, so everything I learned was was really hard and and took longer than than it should have. So that's my goal is to really be the mentor to people that I never had. Yeah, that's beautiful. And you could have easily just gone ahead and you know made your millions uh, all by yourself. But the cool thing about you, man, is that you actually share the knowledge. And I think that's that's one of the biggest things nowadays is you're not really someone unless you have some sort of value to offer. And uh, you do it really well, man. So how did you get started on the, uh, you know, membership uh, section and the DVDs and everything? Like, how did that come together? And, and what platform do you use to, to put that out there? 
Yeah, I mean, for several years, I, I was on my own and, and I made several million more on my own before I got started teaching. But that's boring, you know, like making money just for money's sake. Like it's nice. I, I you know, I've been to nearly 100 countries now. I have my Lamborghini, my mansion and stuff like that. But when my TV show, my first TV show, Wall Street Warriors, started airing in late uh, 2006, you know, I started getting emails from people and they were like, how do I turn a few thousand into a few million? And at first I ignored them. I was like, ah, you know, I, let me focus on myself. But they, they kept coming in. I would get 50, 100, sometimes 300 emails in a day. And I'm like, oh my God, like there's, there's so many confused people out there. And they're just, you know, listening to ugly, bald headed guys on CNBC and, and analysts who have, you know, the winning ratios of 35%. And, and they're not getting anywhere. So I was like, wait a minute, let me do it for them. But also, I smelled like a business opportunity. So I think, you know, a good business is to really, you know, teach others and, and help others and, and provide value. And you take a small fee in return. It's good for you. It's good for them. Everybody wins. So uh, in late 2007, it took me like basically a year to, to set up my own publishing company. I came out with a book and a DVD and my website, timothysykes.com. Um, but as I started really promoting my book, uh, and I thought I would sell like a million copies, which was not even close. I think like seven, six years later now, I think we're up to... Uh, I don't know, maybe 20,000 copies, which is good, but you know, not the, the million books. But because I wanted to promote the book on my blog, timothysykes.com, uh, I really started talking with my readers and they were like, hey, we want real-time alerts. So I was like, really? And they're like, yeah, we want to see this in real time. I, I didn't even think of that at first. I was like, here are the patterns, here's the rules, learn them on your own. So I created Tim Alerts in 2008. Uh, and from the get-go, I mean, I was making 4,000, 5,000 a month just from the membership fees. Um, but then more importantly, I, I was at the right place at the right time again. I'm kind of lucky that way. Uh, this website, Covester, popped up and it allowed me to verify all of my trades. And I became the number one ranked trader out of 60,000 plus on Covester. So everyone was like, wow, now I really want to learn uh, because now you know, you're showing it real time. And, and now you know, a few years later, we have 5,000 plus students and several millionaire students. So it was step by step wanting the book, the DVD that led me to create the blog. The blog allowed me to interact with my customers, and they basically told me what products they wanted, uh, and I was just listening the whole time. Yeah, that's great, man. You're listening for uh, for feedback, because I think the biggest thing is a lot of entrepreneurs think they can do it all by themselves, and they have like so much pride, so much ego that they don't really want to ask for any feedback, because they feel that you know that'd take away from who they are. So that's that's good that you listen to your your people, and you're able to. Uh, you know, make the tweaks and tunes and add-ons uh, that are necessary to, to grow the uh, business. Feedback is the most important thing. And that's why I, you know, not only just give alerts, I, I do watch lists. I, I have commentary. We have like five or 600 people in the chat room. So everyone's sharing ideas and I'm listening and they're like, hey, you know, what if we could do this with the website? So it's, it's amazing. Like I didn't see where this business was going at all. At first, I just wanted to teach them basic stock market rules. And that's, kind of been done by, by a few individuals, but we used all this new software, you know, now I'm big on Twitter um, and we use uh, Infusionsoft to run our membership site. Um, and, and because we, there wasn't technology to give real-time alerts, you know, if you, if you send out emails, sometimes they're delayed 15, 30 minutes, that doesn't work for stock trading alerts or commentary. Uh, 15, 30 minutes can, can mean a, a whole difference, especially when there's like breaking news or, you know, a new contract that I'm like the first to spot. Uh, so we, we had to create our own uh, technology and, and we created our own chat room so that people, when I send out a commentary or alert or video lesson, it gets beamed to them via email, text message, Twitter, 
um, and in the chat room all at once. So I just click one button and it's a fantastic software. We call it Profiting. And I think more people in the finance world uh, should use this because you know they're using things like eye contact and you know uh, Mailchimp and Mailchimp actually shut down all these finance accounts because they don't want to deal with you know stock picks and, and spam and stuff like that because most people in the finance newsletters industry, especially penny stock newsletter industry, it's just junk. It's spam. It's not run by millionaires who actually want to teach useful trading rules. So it's it's tough to get good information out there. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I can hear that. So. Obviously, like one of the biggest problems for a lot of people that are looking at stepping into, uh, you know, uh, penny stock uh, trading, that they, they don't have the right information, or there's not not enough right information out there. And um, what are some other mistakes that a lot of these uh, newbies are making when they step into this industry? Yeah, I mean, penny stocks are. I mean, thanks to the Wolf of Wall Street, people really see like, oh wait a minute, most of these are scams. So. If you put your hard-earned money in these things, like you really have to watch it like a hawk. So rule number one for me is cut losses quickly. A lot of people say, oh, I'm just going to stay away from penny stocks. That way I'm safe. I'm going to invest in like stocks like Google and GE and their accounts don't grow and they diversify and they may maybe make like 10 or 20% per year. They can't grow their accounts exponentially. So people make the mistake of diversifying and they have like 10 companies and they think like, oh, now I'm an invested, you know, I'm, I'm into finance now. And they wonder why their accounts don't grow so fast because they're not trading like a sniper. So I take one or two positions at a time. I cut losses very quickly when I'm wrong. And I'm in and out specifically based on you know news. Like I like right now it's earnings season. So companies are reporting news and earnings every few days. And I like buying stocks after they report earnings because then it's not a guessing game about the numbers. But I'm playing the reaction to earnings. And stocks can spike 10, 20, 30% in a day or two after the news is already out. So I don't have to take the risk of guessing what the numbers are and I'm just riding the momentum. And that's the beauty of penny stocks. Like you don't have to be first. You know, if Google reports earnings, there's already a thousand people within 10 seconds who already know the numbers and they're analyzing it and they're saying, oh, should the stock go up or down? With penny stocks, uh, a lot of the news takes one, two, sometimes even three days to really travel because it's such an inefficient market. So I'm really just profiting off the inefficiencies. Yeah. Yeah, beautiful, man, beautiful. Throughout the years, right, you've worked with a lot of other entrepreneurs, just not just your students, but a lot of other, uh, you know, influential people, inspirational people. Um, who would you say has really inspired you along the way, and and what advice have you received from them? Um, I mean, I'm I'm kind of weird. I I do stuff like all on my own. I don't I don't make friends nice and play nice with people. Uh, you know, on the internet, I I tend to make enemies a lot because I'm pretty blunt because I you know, have a very specific uh, set of rules with, with stock trading. So I don't really get along with anybody in the stock market. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I was like panicking when you asked that question. I'm like, wait a minute. No, there's nobody. Uh, I get inspired by my students' success. You know, it's People ask me, like, you already have several millions of dollars. Like, do you really need to do this? Do you really need to like, wake up early and work these 16, 18 hours a day? And I'm like, yes, because you know, my whole goal was to create a millionaire from scratch. People said that it was impossible, that I was crazy. Uh, then I had one you know, in late 2013, and then another one a, a few weeks later, and, and both Fox and CNN covered it. But I actually flew out to Ohio, um, the state where my, my second millionaire student uh, lives, Tim Gratani. And you know, I went out and I wanted to see him pass $1 million. And it was a magical moment. 
I actually had to go out a few times. The first time I went out there with my camera crew and I'm like, I'm going to capture it on camera. And he lost like 50 grand because of the pressure. Um, (laughs) That wasn't a good thing. But then, you know, a few weeks later, he got back over the hump. But for him to pass, you know, a million dollars after having just $1,500 to his name, like two and a half years prior, and now he's over 2 million. He's up a million dollars in 2014. That's what inspires me because I want more of that because he's just, you know, Tim Gradani is a great guy, uh, Midwestern kid, you know, just graduated college, but that could be anybody. He wanted it bad enough. He studied the video lessons. He studied the rules. He took his account and he grew and he didn't make money from the start. Actually, if you watch interviews with him, you know, he lost some money for the first few months uh, and it was, it was more of a learning process. And, and so him, him and I both agree that if you're going to get into the stock market, especially with penny stocks, just focus on learning for the first few months. You're not going to make big money right from the get-go. You know, I made big money from the get-go because I was 1999. 2015, it's it's a little bit slower than uh, you know 1999. So focus on learning. But anybody can do it. Like it doesn't matter if you're in Ohio, if you're in Australia, if you're in Poland, if you're in South Africa. I have students in now 70 plus countries. And it's just about learning the rules. And I kind of picture myself as like this driving instructor. And people say, oh, you know, penny stocks, the stock market is so scary. And I'm like, well, you know, if you're driving for the first time and you're not paying attention to red lights or, or traffic signs and you're going 100 miles an hour in a 30 mile an hour zone, you know, you're going to flip your car over. You're going to die. It's not going to be fun. But if you pay attention to the rules, driving can be very fun. And the stock market is the same thing. Yeah, and that's the beautiful thing about it being online as well is that you can reach so many people. I mean, you've probably seen that that, that growth like over the years from when you started with your uh, you know, your membership site to to now where it's at. I mean, what's your number at right now? Yeah, I mean, we're at uh, like 5500 students. I mean, penny stock trading, it's not ever going to be really like mainstream uh, because, you know, you're you're basically trading these small companies and you know, a lot of them are scams. So people are like freaked out. They're like I, I did blog posts. I used to do blog posts. I was like, why I invested $50,000 into this scam. And people were like, what? What's wrong with you? How could you do that? And, you know, I was trying to explain that even scams can go up for a few days or a few weeks. So if you ride the momentum, but that confused people. So, you know, <laughs> I mainly just bet against scams. I, I short sell them. I expose them. And I buy companies that have good earnings, like quality penny stocks. There are a few out there. Um, for me, it's, you know, it's not about like, I'm, I'm never expecting to have a million members. Um, but out of my few thousand students, as more and more of them become millionaires, more people will be like, wait a minute, let me get into this. Because if you think about it, how do you make a hundred or 200,000 a year? Yeah, you can become a doctor or a lawyer, but you're going to have to go to school for, you know, nearly a decade. You're going to be, you know, six figures in school debts by the time you even graduate just to get back to even. Uh, you know, that's tough with, with trading and specifically penny stocks. You don't need a lot to get started and you can grow it and you can make six figures in year one, year two, year three. So I think it's a fantastic opportunity, but it's tough to get the word out there. So are you looking at other areas to invest in as well outside of penny stocks? Any, you know, any areas that interest you? I should be. I have all this cash. I take pictures with my cash. I do art with it. I make, you know, if you look at my Instagram, I, I'm like a douchebag and I, I write my name in, in $10,000 stacks. Um, I, I just, I don't have time to really look at anything. You know, the, those US stock markets have been up for six years in a row now. It's a very long bull market. I can't invest in real estate. I bought my mom a, a nice place uh, a few weeks ago just because, you know, she loves Florida. So, I, I put my money like 
you know, really nowhere. Uh, and, and I know that's kind of sad and I should have a, a better plan. But for me, you know, once you have several millions of dollars, I don't, I mean, I splurge. I take my private jets. I go on trips. I took my whole family to Italy. I have like, you know, the Lambo and the Rolex and stuff like that. But again, when you're, when you're making so much from, from trading, you know, I'm up nearly a million dollars in trading profits, even while I teach, uh, I just don't have time. And I, I don't really care about, you know, growing some, some portfolio, like 10 or 20%. Uh, for me, it's more about the students. And, and I think that I can grow my own net worth if I'm a, a successful teacher. So that's why I put 110% effort into that every day. Yeah, that's great. You've got that laser focus and that's what you need. Or obsessive yeah, compulsive disorder, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> hey, you're addicted to success, man. I'm that's addicted, what you call it. Well, yeah, I'm addicted to this feeling, you know, when, I mean, I had, for example, I had, I, I threw a conference uh, a few weeks ago in, in Vegas and I had like 500 people, you know, more than quadruple any year in the past because now people are like, wait a minute, he's not full of shit. And this one guy came up to me and, you know, he couldn't even afford to get into the conference and he just wanted to say, he wanted to tell me, like, because he knew I was going to be there and he came up to me, he's like, look, uh, last year, Tim, I was homeless and now because I've been watching, you know, your videos and I have like 200 plus free videos on, on YouTube, so he can, he can learn some from YouTube and he obviously did. And he said, look, a year ago I was homeless, now I've watched all your videos and I, I have some savings, but I've actually, uh, you know, am renting an apartment now. I'm not living on the streets. I'm learning. I'm earning. And, you know, I'm, I'm just so thankful. And he was, there were like tears in his eyes. I'm not doing a good impression, but, you know, there were tears in his eyes. He said it very slowly. And it was just a beautiful gesture. I mean, he, he might have only made, I don't know, five or six, maybe $10,000 with my strategy. But that to him was life changing. And to me, I want more of that. And it's not just about creating millionaires. If I can influence your life, if I can change your life, if I can get you off the streets, that's that's freaking fantastic. Wow, that's powerful, man. That is absolutely powerful to be able to do that. Take someone from the bottom and, and take him uh, you know, to the top. Yeah, his name was Dwayne. I got to give a shout out to Dwayne because he might not think that he matters, but stories like that, it's not just about the money. It's it's the life changing and realizing that you know, with education, with you know, study, you really can can just build yourself up to places that you didn't think were possible. And it's for anybody, you know, it's not, you know, you said like you have to have money to make money. Like, I mean, you need a few thousand dollars. So I tell people, yeah, you know, do some, do some odd jobs, mow the lawn, you know, rob a liquor store. I'm kidding. Don't rob a liquor store, but you know, <laughs> just get a few thousand dollars to your name so that you can get in the game. And, and once you learn the rules, I mean, you really start earning like a hundred or two hundred dollars with a thousand dollars invested in a few days and, and you can't do that in other parts of the the stock market. So I love penny stocks and I love their potential for people when used properly. If you don't use the right rules, they can be very devastating. Yeah, that's great advice. What uh what would your advice be for entrepreneurs? Ones that are struggling and kind of finding it tough to to find that motivation or, or to really, you know, follow their dreams. What would your advice be for for them? Yeah, you know, I mean, I have a, a weekly newspaper column and I actually just wrote this column the other day saying, you know, the, the top mistakes that people make where they give up too easily, like if you fail once, twice, maybe three times, you're like, God, I suck at it. I just have to stop. No, Thomas Edison, when creating the light bulb, failed 10,000 times. That's probably an exaggeration, but let's just say he failed, you know, 500 times. Can you imagine failing like 100 times at something and keep getting back on the horse, keep refining? And for me, I look at it as like, you know, I've been blessed to have 
success from the get-go, but I've had failures along the way. You know, I had a hedge fund and I tried investing. I didn't respect my own trading rules and I lost 35% uh, over two years and, and I lost all credibility because people thought that, you know, that was my trading rules. They didn't understand that I got away from my trading rules. So we all make mistakes. We all have failures in life, but you really just have to stick to your passion. And if you're passionate enough and you work hard enough, you know, you're going to eventually find the successful angle. And I didn't know I was going to be a teacher. You know, I, I had no idea that that was, that was going to be me. But I'm actually a better teacher than I am trader. Like, yes, I am up nearly a million dollars in trading this year. But I'm, you know, I, I'm screwing up on trades left and right, as my students can attest to. And I'm just a much better guy to explain all the rules. And that's my destiny. And I freaking love it. I, I accept it. So what you might think is your passion, you know, the, the stock market or penny stocks, doesn't necessarily mean that you have to be, you know, one, play one role in that industry. I mean, you might be an artist and, and maybe your destiny isn't to be like a, a great artist, but maybe your destiny is to, to be a great teacher of others. Uh, and, and perhaps all that work that you put in time and effort in learning how, how to become a great artist you can pass that down onto others and maybe one of your students will become a great artist and that will be your doing and you'll take immense pride in that. So be open to the possibilities, but stick to your passion and don't just do it for the money. You know, obviously I trade penny stocks. My, my, you know, batting average is kind of like how much money I've made. But for me now it's, it's more how many millionaire students I have. Don't judge yourself just purely by money. No matter what your passion is, even if you're like a janitor and you just love cleaning toilets, if you're the best damn janitor in the world, you will become a millionaire and you will love it even more because you're, you know, it's not even a job for you. Like trading and teaching for me, you know, I do it from, I, I took a, a private jet up to, to New York the other day with my mom and I brought my video guy along and I'm, I'm filming 30 video lessons while I'm on the private jet because I'm going to be like, hey, this is inspirational. Here's a private jet free video lesson series for my students. And I turn that into you know, an educational opportunity. So don't be so narrow-minded with what you think you have to be in life. Don't just focus on money. Do what you love and the money will come to you eventually and, and the success will come to you eventually. And that's so much more powerful than, you know, these, these lotto winners who like they get rich, but it's based on luck. They don't have self-confidence. They don't know what to do with their lives. If you actually look at people who get rich overnight based on the lottery or you know, if they get like a, a legal settlement or something like where they just get this mass lump sum payment, they're not happy. It, the people who are happiest are people who have worked hard and put in the time and effort and then are rewarded for that effort in time, even if it's not right away, because it's it's the journey of getting to the, the success and that makes, you know, the whole journey that much yeah, more meaningful. Yeah, that's golden advice, uh, Tim. I agree with that 100%. You got to follow your heart, man. You got to follow it all the way through. That's right. Follow your heart and your dreams, you know, and, and I know there's a lot of parents out there and they worry about their kids and they just want them to have financial security. And so they, you know, they, they force them to become like accountants and, you know, doctors and, and lawyers because they think that's where the financial security is. But, you know, this is a new age. The internet changes everything. And, you know, the, the internet, I mean, this is 2014. We're, we're, we're not even 21 years old. The, the internet isn't even you know, legal to drink in America. It's just a moody, it's a moody teenager. So you have to think about this great revolution has just begun 20 years ago. And only in the past, like five or 10 years, have you really been seeing applications for daily life and, and, you know, things that can really just change careers and, and change industries. And if you embrace that change, 
And, you know, maybe, again, going back to my terrible example of a janitor who loves cleaning toilets, you know, maybe your goal is not to clean as many toilets anymore. Maybe you're going to make YouTube videos teaching people how to clean toilets and, and maybe one of those will go viral if it's not like too offensive or something. And, you know, maybe you'll become a big YouTube star and you'll become like the ultimate janitor. That's just one example. But the internet allows you to do so many things. So embrace your passion, but also understand that this is a very very incredible time in history and you should utilize this new technology to like really you know make yourself and that's why you're all over youtube man i see videos popping up all the time i see your facebook uh you know feed flooded with uh with awesome pictures man inspirational pictures i think that's what people need they need to see that the dream really is something that can become a reality if you put the action in yeah of course and and that's what it is. I'm, I'm a, you know, I'm a kid from a small town, Orange, Connecticut, population twelve thousand, and I'm like the only one who made it out. But it's because I, out of everybody in the town, I embrace the internet and I go with the flow. You know, I wasn't like, oh, I have to be a hedge fund manager. Oh, I have to, you know, do this. I was like, okay, let me become a teacher. Yeah, let me start an online academy. Why not? Let me create a millionaire. Let me travel the world while I teach. You know, I just took six of my students on a $12 million yacht in the British Virgin Islands. And I was on this TV show called Below Deck. They made me look like a schmuck, but it doesn't matter. I went with it. I had fun. I actually made $70,000 on the yacht, even though the TV show didn't show it. And my students and I had a great time. So if you watch that TV show, you'll be like, who is this guy? He comes off terribly, but it's TV. It's edited. I accept the, the consequences I'm still going to try more TV shows. You know, I'm going to try everything to get the word out there because I am passionate. Yeah. Well, I guess uh, in this day and age, man, any exposure is good exposure, right? I mean, people know they can Especially see for on sure. Especially million yacht with my students, you know, and I, they didn't show it, but I, I treated my students $10,000 each. I held the whole contest. I was like, who's the most dedicated student? You know, I chose specific students who showed that they were dedicated. We traded live. We had a great time. You're just not going to see it on the TV show, unfortunately. But that happens. You know, you got to take a chance. I'm, it's not like I'm not going to do TV shows anymore just because, you know, these producers wanted to make me look bad. Yeah. I accept it. Yeah. You know, I accept looking bad. I, I've made an ass out of myself so many times I'm not embarrassed anymore. And it's a, it, that's a strength, you know. Some people might be like, oh, Tim, he's just crazy. But in reality – I just have thick skin and I'm fearless now because I know what I teach can change lives and I want to get that out there through YouTube videos, through Instagram pictures, whatever I can, you know, to really pique your your interest and get you inspired to show you, wait a minute, it doesn't matter if you have a job, if you're at school, whatever, trade part-time, learn at night. I can change your life and that is my message. Yeah, and I love how carefree you are, man. Like, no kind of shame. You shot that video, uh, it was like a kind of like a parody of uh, Robin Thicke's uh, song. <laughs> yes, that was that was with my girlfriend last year in in Mykonos, and I probably should have released the video when the song was popular, the Blurred Lines parody. But I've been busy, so I didn't have time to literally edit it until like a few weeks ago when we released it, and people loved it. And you know, some people hated it. And it's like, how do you hate on you know a, a fun song, a, a parody song of Blurred Lines? Like, come on, <laughs> you guys. Anybody who hates on like a fun song like that, like I enjoy making you hate me. I really do. I really want to piss off narrow-minded and uptight people. I, I get people who try and correct my grammar and <laughs> like I don't care. It's all of that stuff is just minutia when there's life-changing lessons that is the focus of my life. Yeah, yeah. 
I, lo- I love at the end how you're like, uh, Jew chains instead of two chains. <laughs> exactly. I, I do a hashtag at the end of all my Instagram videos. So I did a, you know, a little hashtag at the end of my, uh, you know, video and, and, and it's just to have fun with it. Like Jew chains, you have to kind of do it nasally. Like, you know, I'm like this, this whiny Jew who's like returning soup in a deli, like Jew chains. <laughs> you can't do it. Your name is Joel Brown, not like Joel Brownstein, but close enough. <laughs> Brownberg. <laughs> there you go. Well, you know, maybe you are Jewish. I don't know. I'm looking at your photo. Your nose doesn't look big enough. <laughs> uh, I can make that joke because I'm Jewish. But I, again, I, I say all this stuff, you know, not, not to be mean, like just jokingly. Like I have fun with everything just to rile people up because that is all I want to do. If you're going to get pissed off, about a little joke, you're probably going to be a shitty student and it's better that you hate me from the beginning than waste my time later on. And you're probably not going to be successful because you're too super sensitive to achieve success. You're going to let everybody, uh, you know, get to you whenever they say you're not, you know, you're not good enough or, or say that word no, you know? Yeah, exactly. Who cares what other people think? If you love what you do, if you believe in what you do, if you believe that, you know, you have talent and that you have skills and that is meaningful, no one else matters, you know? I, I go to back to the example of being an artist, you know, and art is so subjective, like, you know, pre, like critics after critic could say, your art sucks, your art sucks, or if you're a musician and you get turned down by like, you know, 30 different producers, and you might be freaking amazing. And just because other people don't get it, you might be revolutionary, mm-hmm. you know? So don't let other people try and tear you down and, and say, oh, we don't approve of you. Well, guess what? You don't approve of me. I don't fucking approve of you. That's what I say to the whole finance industry. The whole finance industry hates me because I trade penny stocks and they're all anti-penny stocks, even though you know the finance industry, I'll tell you a little dirty secret of all these big financial websites. They take money from penny stock promoters and they promote junk. I just got an email today from somebody and they're like, oh my God, Investopedia has been promoting this junk penny stock. I thought Investopedia was like this good website where I can learn. No, no, no. They also have a little subsidiary where they take money for penny stock promotion and they promote scams. And that's fucked up. And I call that out. So this is why I don't have friends. <laughs> You're exposing them all. Why not, man? Yeah, yeah. I, you got to clean it out, right? You got to keep that quality there. I will clean it out. I don't care about friends. I already have too many. My existing friends think I'm a dick anyways because I focus so much on my business and my girlfriend and my family. So I don't need friends. <laughs> I don't need inspiration you know i need my students my my love my family you know i'm I'm fortunate i I, i'm in a relationship with an amazing woman um you know i have everything i need and and other than that i'm just gonna make as loud of a stink as i can because i know i'm fucking right (laughs) nice man sounds like you got a lot of abundance there that's that's awesome so i think that one of the biggest things that i've actually learned from you know interviewing you know, multi-millionaires such as yourself, you know, billionaires, uh, successful entrepreneurs, is that they credit a lot of their success to having uh, successful or positive habits. Like, what do you feel are some of your positive habits that you you implement into your life that uh, has got you to where you are today? Yeah, number one, it's hard work and dedication. I learned that from my mom. She instilled it in me from when I was young. Uh, You know, part of the reason why I got $12,000 in bar mitzvah gift money to play with was because I was a tennis player who was injured. And why was I injured is because I lost uh, in the, the state tennis finals junior year of high school and I trained so hard 
that I basically overtrained and I injured myself. So, you know, my parents call it the million dollar injury. But whether I'm practicing for tennis or, or stock trading or now, you know, working my ass off creating video lessons and DVDs uh, and websites for, for teaching, um, I work so much harder than anybody else. And that is why I succeed. You know, I, I refuse to let failure, you know, happen to me. If I screw up on something, if I mess up, I work even harder to double back and, and figure out what went wrong. And I will, you know, figure it out because that is all I can think about. It, it might be like a mental disability, but it, it's hard work. Beautiful. And what does your day usually look like, like your routine? Um, well, it depends. You know, I'm, I'm traveling all over the world. Um, so if I'm on the East Coast, which is best for my, my stock trading, you know, I'm up at 7 a.m., I'm working on a, a, a pre-market watch list to prepare my subscribers for, for stocks that are in play. I'm looking at, at breaking news. I'm writing a blog post. I'm scheduling my tweets for the day. I'm checking up on emails. I'm still about 490,000 emails behind. So I apologize if any of your listeners have emailed me and I haven't gotten back. I'm, I'm literally like half a million uh, behind. So I catch up, I you know answer maybe 500 or 1,000 and then they come right back. I'm like that, you know, that, that Jim Carrey movie where you know, he plays God and, and everyone keeps emailing him with their wishes and he answers them all and then they all keep coming back. That's like my, <laughs> my morning. Um, and then I might make a stock trade in the morning at lunch. You know, I might try and get a, a quick workout in or film a quick video. Um, you know, I, I sometimes just midday, like take my Lamborghini out for a spin and I drive it down to the beach and I, I just take a quick 15-minute video and I'm like, you fucking love this. You want the Lamborghini. This is the life. And I do some like little inspirational thing. The other day, I actually got my Lamborghini stuck on the beach, which, which kind of sucked. I had to get it towed because I wanted a nice video on like the, right next to the water with the Lambo. And I went a little too far. <laughs> we got stuck in the sand and you know, it was for a photo shoot. You so forgot, you forgot was, that it wasn't a four-wheel drive or all-wheel drive. I mean, I just didn't care. The Lambo is pretty much just a prop. Like, we all hate it. My whole family hates it. I hate it. But it's fun. It inspires people. You know, I have an orange, obnoxious Lamborghini, and everyone's taking pictures. So there's no privacy. Like, I used to be able to, like, pick my nose in the car. Now I can't pick my nose because everyone's, you know, taking pictures on their iPads and stuff like that. So it's probably good, though. I, I probably shouldn't pick my nose that much anyway. So it, it helps me, too. Hey, you know what's interesting, man? I actually was hanging out with uh, one of my good friends, Ty Lopez, uh, out in yeah. the uh, out in Hollywood, and he just recently bought a Lamborghini, a black Lamborghini. And what's funny is I was sitting in the car, we're heading to Lakers and Clippers game, and the, when we pull up to the lights, like these chicks would walk past, like "Hey, puppy," and and then some guy walked past, like the next set of lights, and got a photo in front of the car while we're at the lights. Somebody yeah. else came up and was like, "Hey, can I swap you for like the." you know, crappy little car and it's just crazy. And, and Ty was like, you know, it's funny how like people treat you, you know, it's, it's just when you're in something like that, like people treat you completely differently because of a material thing. Listen, it's a conversation starter. It, you know, I, I wanted a black one. I, I wanted to be like the Jewish Batman, but uh, you know, when I was getting it, I, I hadn't driven in a few years and I, it, it was tough to get insurance and the black one sold and all they had was orange. And I was like, all right, I'll be this, you know, guy with the orange Lamborghini in Miami. I'll be that douchebag. And it's kind of grown on me. And, you know, people do take pictures and, and people stop me and they're like, hey, Tim Sykes, I love your DVDs and your car. 
Like it, it has its own personality. It's, it's ridiculous, but <laughs> you know, it's probably the best uh, quarter of a million dollars that I've, that I've ever spent. You got to give it a name, man. That's what you need to do. <laughs> <laughs> Larry, Larry, the Lambo. That's what I call him. <laughs> Uh, Larry has a lot of problems. Let me tell you, you know, I tried to take a road trip. Uh, I went to the, the masters in Georgia, the golf tournament. And, and I did a road trip in the Lambo and my back hurt for like a month afterwards. <laughs> Lambos are not made for road trips. So I didn't know this, you know, I could probably write a whole manual, like, you know, the owner's guide to a Lamborghini and, and it would be full of, of disappointments, but also, you know, it's just fun. And when you when you succeed like this, like you do have to have some fun with it. You can't take things so seriously. I know rich people and they have these Lamborghinis and Ferraris on their showrooms and they never take them out because the value depreciates and like they have all their fine watches and their fine wines and they're all behind glass and it's like a fucking museum. And I don't want that. You know, I if I'm gonna work this hard and, and I'm gonna have success and I wanna have some of these nice, you know, things in life, like I like nice bottles of wine. I had a an amazing bottle of Petrus the other night, and it was like you know five thousand bucks, but it was delicious. I'm sorry that a five thousand dollar bottle of wine tastes better than a ten dollar bottle of wine. I wish I liked a ten dollar bottle of wine. My girlfriend loves ten dollar bottles of wines, but I like the expensive stuff. And if you're gonna you know have fun with it, and if you're gonna make money, you gotta go full steam ahead. Like enjoy it. It's not that I'm blowing all my money. I save you know roughly ninety percent. Every single year, I have way too much money. I couldn't even spend it in all my lifetimes because I'm still a frugal Jew behind all of this. But you know, you got to have fun with it, and that is the perhaps one of the best uh, things about being successful. You can you can do this. You can you know make mistakes. I just bought. I spent thirty thousand dollars on jet skis just because I was like, oh, I want to go fast on the water. And then once I got on them, I was like, whoa, these are way too fast. And I, I got rid of them. And, you know, I had to sell them for like half the value. But I didn't care. I, I had jet skis for a few months. It was worth it. It was funny. Yeah. No, I know what you're saying. Actually, Grant Cardone and I were speaking about this uh, a couple of weeks back. And it's it's that whole scarcity mindset. It's that worrying that, oh, you know, I'm going to lose value. Or I, I can't make more money. You know, like you've got to have the mindset of like, I'm I'm in charge of my destiny, right? Like I can create more money if I need to because I know how to work for it. It's when you, when you when you worry and your mind is in that scarcity mode, that's when you when you don't take the Lambo out or you don't go and buy the things that you you know, fulfill your life. I mean, it doesn't have to be a jet ski, but like those things are cool, man. You got to have fun too. You got to have that balance. And that's why lotto winners are unhappy because they have made their money due to luck. They always have to be afraid, is their luck going to change? Is it going to run out? If you're self-sufficient, if you're self-confident, if you have knowledge, then you know it, it's never going to run out because I know I can always make money from the stock market. Like I have worked hard enough. I've put in my you know probably 30,000 plus hours of study. So I know all these different angles to making money year in, year out from trading. It might not be you know making... 10 million or 50 million a year, but I can pretty much make 500,000 to a million dollars in trading profits year in, year out. And that will support any kind of splurge I ever want to do. You know, a, a private jet is nice, but to charter it, it was like 15, 20,000. Like it's, it's really not that bad. It, you'd have a hard time to spend, you know, a million dollars a year. And I, I live a pretty damn good life. Like, you know, I treated my whole family to Italy and my girlfriend's family, and that came in under $100,000. So you can splurge, but it's tough to spend a lot. Yeah. 
And you know what? This all comes down to mindset too. Like if somebody stripped everything away from you and you had to start from the ground up, you could do it again because of the knowledge it. that you've learned and how much you've personally grown as well. I would love that challenge. You know, people say that, like, what are you going to do without your Lambo and all this stuff? And I'm like, fine, take it away from me. I don't care. I don't, I don't value it like I need the Lambo. You know, people think, oh, you get this car because you're insecure and it validates your success. No, it's just fun. What validates my success is, you know, my knowledge and my students' profits. If you take away my students' profits, then I'm pissed because then it's like, wait a minute, you know, these guys have worked their asses off. They deserve their money. I've worked my ass off, but I've been rich for over a decade. Like, I, I could lose all my money and still be pretty fucking happy just because what I've started here by teaching and getting the word out there, you cannot take that back. Like, as more and more people watch these YouTube videos, I mean, I have 200 plus videos and they're, some of them are, are just true like video tutorials. I have this perfect trade where I make you know 30% in 30 minutes. Normal finance people think that you, you make 30% over the course of a year and that's a damn good year. And I'm showing step by step in this one 40 minute video. You can Google it, how Tim Sykes makes 30% in 30 minutes. And I'm totally turning all accepted financial wisdom on its head with this video and you can never take that back. And that is what I am so proud of. <laughs> I love it, man. I love it. Beautiful. Look, man, we are, we're about to wrap this interview up. Um, what I wanted to end the interview with is, you know, if you were to deliver your last 30-second speech to the world, uh, what would that 30-second speech sound like? Yeah. Um, I mean, wait, let me start. Let me, let me time this. Let me think about this. And go. So what I want to say is that the most important thing happening right now is the internet and social media. You need to take advantage of it. Learn about it. Don't be afraid of it. Embrace it. Use your talents. Use your skills. Get the word out there. Change your life. Make a lot of money. Get famous. Have all of your dreams and everything you could have possibly ever wanted come true because of this unique time in the world right now. There's no war. You know, it's free. The internet is free. You can do it from anywhere in the world, man, woman, child. You could be 10 years old. You could be 80 years old. This is the moment if you accept it. But I can only share my life and share the students' lives that, you know, who have been successful. Obviously, not everyone is going to be successful. But if you want it bad enough and you work hard enough and you study whatever it is, if you want to learn penny stock trading from me, great. If you want to learn entrepreneurship from Joel, if you want to learn blogging, if you want to become a lawyer, if you want to be a janitor, artist, musician, athlete, whatever your passion is, just go for it. You know, go for it with the max. Don't be afraid. Don't listen to the naysayers. Don't listen to the haters. Get into it and change your life and you will be surprised at how amazing you feel. I'm not on coffee. I'm not on drugs. This is just my natural happiness shining through. And I want you to be able to feel this every single day too. Beautiful, man. So much energy that in might that spill. Been, sorry, that might have been a little over a minute, but I had a lot to say. It's an important message. It's a very important message, man. I'm, I'm happy that you shared it with the uh, Addicted to Success uh, community. Thanks so much, man. No, thank uh, you. I'm, I'm honored. I love your community. You know, I, I read your blog posts and, and your website just keeps posting more and more amazing content. I hope I hope we're, your people are getting inspired and educated too because this is this is it. You know, you have one life. You got to make it. That's it. You got it, man. You got it. And uh, also, you've got a TV show coming out soon, right? I have two TV shows coming out. If you watch uh, upcoming 
uh, announcements on Spike TV and E Entertainment uh, Television. I can't really get into the names of it, but it's going to kind of be like this interview. So it should be entertaining. There's going to be a lot of people who hate on it and a lot of people get inspired. And that's my life, baby. <laughs> nice. You got to love the controversy, man. Amp it up. Amp it up. Yeah. Yeah. You just got to enjoy it. You know, don't worry about others. If other people want to come along for the ride, hop on. I'll show you everything I know. If you want to hate on me, I'll hate you right back. <laughs> awesome, Tim. All right, man. Thanks for uh, spending the afternoon with us here. And, uh, you know, much success to you, man. Keep killing it out there. Thank you. I love how addicted to success you are. <laughs>